0: You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 371 of Locked On Raptors for Tuesday. It's Tuesday, yeah, August 21st. I'm your host Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors, where you can find links to every single episode. And, of course, make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network uh, team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams. we got all 32 NFL teams covered as well, which is what you should definitely be on right now. If you are an NFL fan getting ready, if you're a fantasy fan... You're trying to get an angle on a certain team, make sure you're finding all the locked on NFL shows. And then Locked on NFL, just the the big show, uh, sort of the the, the, the brother-sister show of David Locke's Locked on the NBA. is hosted by Matt Williamson, and there's a great lineup of guests on that show of, over the course of the week. Uh, one day, I think on Wednesdays, you have Sage Rosenfels, former NFL quarterback, as a weekly guest. A couple other great weekly guests that are on that show for uh, the entire season, so make sure you're checking out Locked on NFL with Matt Williamson if you are an NFL fan. And if you find a show on the network that you like, make sure you subscribe to it separately on its own iTunes page or Spotify, or Stitcher, or Google Play, wherever the hell you get your podcasts. Please leave a rating or a review. It's the best way to support the show, as always. And uh, thanks to the 117 or so people who have left a review on the Lockdown Raptors page. I think we have the most of anyone on the Lockdown Network, which is very awesome. And uh, please, don't, don't feel shy to uh, continue adding to that number. Uh, I appreciate everyone who's taking the time and, and for, for, for future reference as well. I appreciate you if you're going to take the time in the future. So uh, let's get to it now. On today's show... I'm joined by Vivek Jacob for a mailbag podcast. How's it going, buddy?
0: Pretty good, pretty good. Getting through the dog days of August. It is the um,
1: doggest of days right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I got to play some soccer today, so it's not all bad.
1: How did you do at soccer? What position do you play?
0: I usually play on the wing, um, left or right side, it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, but it's, it's pick up too, like most of my buddies, so pretty flexible. You know, sometimes playing in the back, sometimes playing up front. Sometimes even a net.
1: Is pickup soccer here. like hard to organize? Is it like how often? How many people do you normally play with?
0: So because this is a fixed thing every Tuesday, we usually get fourteen to sixteen people. Oh, sweet. Um, and it's like an indoor field at Canlan, so um, yeah, it's usually a good turnout, good game. Everyone's uh pretty much on the same level, pretty good. So it's fun, and we get the field for a couple hours. That's go awesome. at it. That's my cardio for the
1: day. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, organized sports and uh, cardio, it was, in, in my case, cardio for the damn year. Uh, I it would be re- remiss if I didn't mention that the Locked On Raptors team was the last team standing at the uh, last last blogger team standing, at least at the Raptors Republic three on three tournament on Sunday. Uh, it was uh, a impressive show. It, it, it was uh, I got to say pretty impressive by us. We uh, we went four and zero in the blogger group, which I think I tweeted the joke out it's like winning the southeast division but it's still nice (laughs) and uh, what was the locked on team uh, it was myself it was uh, people would know from the trivia podcast uh, Serge Tacular Serge LeShuck Uh, My cousin Aaron was also on the podcast, and his buddy Pete, who uh, was very good at basketball. Not really associated with the podcast. We were supposed to have Sahal on the team. Pete replaced him last minute because Sahal was going on vacation or something. Um, But yeah, it ended up being a pretty good squad. We came together pretty nicely. We kind of lacked a lot of ball handling. It was a lot of... uh you know kind of clunky there wasn't like a we didn't have any fast guys we were kind of the biggest team there at least in the blogger group but we didn't have anyone fast who could really handle the ball so we worked around okay. that but we uh we kind of just dominated on the offensive class and that was our big calling card so cuz surge is an enormous human he's like six foot five so it was nice to have him banging down low and uh yeah we went 4-0 in the blogger group we made it to the semifinals of the entire tournament lost uh, i think by like 3 in the semifinal game which was kind of a good thing because we would have got just shit canned in the final by the team that's won three years in a row. So kind of oh, happy yeah? that happened. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was uh, it was a really great time. So thanks to everyone who came out and supported the lockdown Raptors team, which is nobody because uh, there were no spectators. It was just myself. I was and rooting for you, Well, yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, what are you going to root for, Will? <laughs> 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 we beat Sasha Kara's team twice. Uh, I think the vice nice. team. Yes, yeah, so we beat them twice. They had a nice upset win actually in the in the round of sixteen. They were the they were zero and four in the blogger group, and they uh, ended up upsetting a higher seeded team from another group in the uh, in the knockout stage. So good on them. But then we knocked their asses out. So,
0: <laughs> based on what I've seen on Twitter, Assad's like a big trash talker. Is he really good?
1: Uh, Assad's good. Uh, his team strategy, uh, of course, we're talking about Assad Alvi. He's been on the show before. His team strategy is mostly give it to Assad and just let him kind of. Post up and, and you know either have a turnaround jumper or just post up close enough to the basket where you can just sort of score for somebody because he's very big. Um, yeah. And then I think Will Lou was on his team and a couple other guys that didn't know, but they were just kind of like there to crash the glass when when Assad shot. And defend and hit some shots when Assad kicked to them. It was uh, pretty. It was very uh, like 2013 Sacramento Kings. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So, but they they almost made it to play us in the semifinals. They lost in overtime in the uh, in the quarterfinals. So they they had a pretty good showing as well. Everyone was uh, it was a good time. Very fun time. Tur- very fun tournament. Uh, Shout to Blake Murphy and uh, Zara Siddiqui for putting it on. It's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's get to the mailbag, shall we?
0: Yes. Okay,
1: yes, cool. Uh, first question here. we got to address this. Uh, from Josh Howe. Uh, he's been on the podcast before. So OG Ananobi's really into cherries now, which uh, this must be a thing from Instagram or something. I don't know. Um, where do you guys stand on cherries? Are they even a top five berry? Which, first of all, Josh, uh, cherries are not berries, and I feel sad that you thought that your entire life. <laughs> 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 are you a cherry fan? No,
0: not really. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I just don't really care for them. I don't, don't like really stuff with. Them. I don't like stuff with don't pits. Don't really buy them.
1: Yeah, stuff with pits <laughs> doesn't really do it for me. I like, like peaches are fine, I guess. It's peach season right now, um, but yeah, they like cherries are. If they were a berry, they'd be well below blue, rasp, straw, and black for sure. And uh, probably other berries that are better. Lingon berries, I don't know. Shuts to IKEA. <laughs> 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 but no, cherries are fine. I guess like I, they're not really a practical fruit, right? It's like it's like a really inconvenient grape almost because there's a pit and you got to eat around it, and you can't really eat yeah. like a whole. Yeah, there's like to eat a whole lot, you have to have like a bowl next to you to put the pits in. Not not really here for cherries. So yeah. um, I hope OG. Doesn't eat any more cherries. I'm not here to tell him what to eat. Whatever.
0: <laughs> do you, OG? Do you?
1: Yeah. Uh, before we get to the next question, we are going to take a quick break. We're back on the other side. All right, and uh, all right. Let's get to this the next question here from Zach Wilson. Rank these four players: Kyrie, Kyrie Irving. Blah. I can't speak today. Kyrie Irving, Kyle Lowry, Kemba Walker, and Mike Conley. Zach. Okay. What is your ranking of those four players?
0: Um, okay, so the four listed are Kyrie, Lowry, um, Kemba, and Conley? Yes. Um, okay, so based on what I expect for the 2018-19 season, mm-hmm. I would put Kyrie at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. Uh... Kemba second, Lowry third, and Ka- Conley fourth.
1: Okay, what's your reasoning for that? Um,
0: I really value Kyrie, uh, I mean, I, I would pick Kyrie over Lowry um, on most days, just because I. this is my personal opinion, I think his ability as an offensive player, mm. as an offensive centerpiece, I put him up there almost as, like, the guard version of Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. Like, I think he's that unstoppable. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think once you have him on your team, like... I mean, I don't... Like, obviously, LeBron was incredible in that finals comeback where they came back from 3-1, but, like, Kyrie's performances in those final three games were, like, all-time guard performances in the finals. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me... Uh, it's tough for me to put any of those guys ahead of Kyrie, and then Kemba going into this season. I think the way the Hornets are set up, uh, you know, it's more than likely he'll dominate. Um, so I think uh, he'll outdo Lowry from a number standpoint. Um, there's, there's no doubt he's, in my opinion, the better scorer. Uh, Lowry's the better all-round player, which is obviously what his game's all about. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's pretty much a toss of the coin between uh, Kemba and Lowry, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I'll give Kemba a slight nod, because I do feel like one thing that does go unnoticed last season is just how much of the ball handling DeRozan uh, took on, mm-hmm. and I thought it allowed Lowry to be his best self in limited minutes and then carry that over. Uh, to the postseason that grind on his body I really think it's going to be interesting to see how Nick Nurse manages that you know because you've got um, you know assuming you want to keep Kyle at that same sort of level of uh, intensity and you know not have him uh, take on as much of the ball handling or responsibility uh, as he has in seasons past you probably want to hand that some of that uh, over from whatever DeRozan's leaving to Kawhi but at the same time this this is a guy who's coming off a season where he played nine games. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, like you still have plenty of ball handling in DeLon and Fred, um, but I think it's going to be interesting to see how uh, Nurse manages that because obviously you want to get the best out of both Lowry and Kawhi in the postseason. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think I, I think the days of depending on Lowry um, to be like a consistent 20-22 point scorer uh, are gone um and I think he's he has lost a step I think we saw a bit of that last season mm-hmm. um so yeah I, I will put him third which I'm sure uh, a lot of people will hit <laughs> me up on
1: Twitter for <laughs> he's the best of the four come on no um I agree I think with the Kyrie for yeah Kyrie's the best of these guys although I think like these four players if you're, Like, I don't know, people get bored in in August, so they do, like, these tiers and rankings and stuff like that. (laughs) Like, this is very much a tier of point guards, I think. Like, I think Kyrie, because of his defensive deficiencies and also just his health, like, he's never fully healthy. And, you know, there are some liabilities that he comes with and also some uncertainty. Like, I think these four are kind of on the same plane. Maybe you could knock Conley down, but Kyrie, Lowry, and Kemba, like, they're... And I think John Wall is probably on this list, too. Like, they're the... I don't know, the the third tier of point guards, I guess, behind Steph on his own and then like Russ and Chris Paul or whatever. I'm probably forgetting other point guards, but um, like that, that's kind of it for me. Right. Um, So one thing
0: I'd quickly add, Mm -hmm. um, sorry, um, I know I went on for a while, but I just want to add this. Uh, So if I were to say pick the first guy on my team, Mm -hmm. Kyrie would definitely be at the top of the list. But say if I had an elite guy and I was picking – or say I had two elite guys and I was picking a, like the second or third guy or whatever it is, then I think Lowry moves up the charts in terms of thinking about the fit. Yeah, because I think he's he's so he fits
1: anywhere, and, dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Right. So while well, you know Kyrie, Kemba, I feel like you'd almost have to get them in the perfect situation, which I think he had with LeBron.
1: Yeah, Lowry's definitely more Conley adjacent. I think just like a better all-around player than Conley, um, and, and yeah. So I, I think Kyrie's the better scorer. Kem and, and like I think Lowry, at his peak, is probably the best defender of all these guys. Like He's uh-huh. still very good when he locks in. Kemba's probably a better scorer. Lowry's probably better. Like, overall, it's hard to really say Lowry has a distinct advantage over any of these guys, except for maybe at his peak defensively, even though he kind of sort of waxes and wanes a little bit on that end throughout the season. But who doesn't, really? Um, but, like, yep. if you're talking about, like, magical pixie dust that makes every lineup that the player is on good, like, Lowry is by far and away the leader of this group, and I don't know how to explain it. He just is, because every time he's on the court, the Raptors do well, and whoever he plays with seems to have a killer plus-minus. So I don't know how to factor all that into this equation. So if I had to rank these guys, it probably just isn't the order that Zach gave them, gave them out. It's Kyrie, Lowry, Kemba Conley for me. Um, uh-huh. Like, Kemba... I like Kemba a lot. I don't think there's—it's a coincidence that, you know, the the Hornets are like one of the worst teams when it comes to crunch time and, and like not winning close games and stuff like that. Kemba has this reputation as a very clutch player, but I wonder if maybe the fact that everything just flows so, you know, one way through him on that team—I wonder if that hinders how the Hornets run and sort of the overall health as a team. I don't know. Um, so actually, I
0: think. Last year was almost like a regression to the mean because if you look at the season before, yeah, they had crazy clutch numbers, right? And they were almost so good that it had to come down, back, come back down to earth at some point. Was not that
1: two years ago? Guess, Haven't they had two years in a row where they're just awful in close games? Or my is it? Yeah, I thought like it the, was just
0: the season before last that they were just really good in the clutch, and then.
1: I think it's their, like, their Pythagorean record has been, like, way better than it was, than, than they ended up being the last couple of years, and I think it's because oh. they were crapping close games, but that could be, okay. yeah, I think two years ago is the one we're talking about, though, okay. in, which, okay. in which case, yeah, for sure, like, that's the one, I think, where they went to seven with the Heat in the first round, right, where they made the playoffs?
0: Okay, yeah, that, yeah. that for sure would have been two years ago, okay, yeah. so then, obviously, I'm thinking about it wrong.
1: Yeah, it's okay. Um, but yeah, no, I I agree. It's it's weird. Kemba like has this reputation as a very clutch player, and he's an excellent player. I just I wonder how much of the Hornets struggles are tied to him, and how much how much of it's tied to just their roster being full of crappy white dudes at center. I don't know, but um, like I I can't. I don't think you can remove all the blame from Kemba when you're talking about the Hornets downfalls the last couple of seasons. And then Conley's just unhealthy, and we don't know what's going on with him. But he and he's also maybe closer to the aging curve. You know, the other side of the aging curve, sort of akin to Lowry a little bit, but Lowry's more effective right now. They're all very good players. It'd be nice to have all of them. Um, I'm glad the Raptors have Kyle Lowry. I think there are things that he does that are better than Kyrie Irving. Um, But in the grand scheme of things, yeah, Kyrie's the best player of this group, I'm pretty sure. Um, Let's go on to the next question here. This one comes from Forty and Dunking. If you had to guess, how many games will it take you to stop calling the Raptors Arena the Air Canada Centre slash ACC and consistently use Scotiabank Arena as the name? Or will it become a Skydome situation where the original name ever really goes away? What are your thoughts on the brand new arena name?
0: Uh, not a fan. I mean, <laughs> I, I think with my friends and stuff, I'll, I'll probably just keep calling it the ACC. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, when I'm writing, i got to keep that in mind. But... Uh, yeah I think in conversation to me it'll always be the ACC um, that's sort of what I'm, I've grown up with and that's what I'll stick with although I, I have to say I've gotten pretty accustomed to calling uh, this guy down the Rogers Center so maybe with some time it'll change but right now uh, even now you know when I talk about like I remember even having conversations about the big three and I was like oh yeah at the ACC so mm-hmm. it definitely hasn't clicked in yet for me
1: I just call Rogers Center uh, the Dome or the Shitty Blue Cave. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, They should tear that place down immediately. Uh, For me, the nice thing about doing blogs is that you can call things ACC or call them by incorrect names, and it doesn't really matter. Um, You write for more professional outlets, um, especially the Sportsnet, but for me... Raptors HQ standard of journalism is uh, I, I probably not quite as high, so I'm just going to call it the ACC forever, and until someone calls me on it, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to take one more quick break. Uh, before we do that, I want to remind you to check out the Locked on NFL shows uh, across the network, especially Locked on NFL with Matt Williamson. Uh, we'll be back in just a second to wrap this thing up. All right, let's get to uh, a couple more questions here, kind of similar ones, I suppose. Uh, sorry, I got to pull these up because it was on a different tweet that I asked them. Uh, all right, this one comes from Maximum President. Are the Raptors trying to fuse Delon or sorry, def- trying to fuse Lowry, Delon, Fred VanVleet, Lorenzo, and Kay Felder together to create a perfect point guard? If so, which main attribute from each of the above would you pick to form this P- this point guard Voltron? Yeah. That's a question. <laughs> I know. That's what I I, rep- I replied to this guy and said. That's a goddamn question. So I'm glad we had a similar response. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. Um, man, I wish I noticed this before we started this. Uh, <laughs> okay. So. Kyle, Kyle Lowry. Let's Lowry. just go
1: player for. Well, we can each pick a, a thing from each player if we want. And then we'll just call those.
0: Kyle Lowry is definitely the best shooter mm-hmm. um, of the group. So I'll take his. Shooting, okay. just because um, I feel like Bamblee's smarts are comparable, so we can just save that for later.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, for me, for Lowry, I'm going to take that magical pixie dust shit I just talked about. Um, okay. None of these other guys seem to have it. I'm going to say Lowry's indelible ability to make lineups have insane plus minuses. Throw him in there. I don't know exactly where it comes from or what it is, but uh, I I want that in my dream point guard. Delon Wright. What do you want?
0: Man. I want I want that Euro step, yeah. Today. You want that Delon step, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I'm taking. Just you know, his lankiness, his ability to get in passing lanes. Well, I guess I'm taking too many things now. Um, <laughs> I guess we, we can pick one thing from the offense and one thing from the defense. No.
1: Sure, sure. I, I guess the pixie dust for me with Lowry kind of encapsulates both.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you
1: want about Lowry's? I guess Lowry's post defense would be the one.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess physically, his, you know, of all the players, you would take his ass.
1: It would be an insane bummer for him to, like, to, to have a point guard Voltron who doesn't pull the chair out from bigger players defending the yes. post. Uh, that's just kind of necessary. So, um, I'm. I think we're in agreement on what we want Lowry's defensive attribute to be. Sorry, carry on. Carry on with the lawn.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I would just take. You know, DeLon's ability to get in the passing lanes on defense. Okay.
1: Sure. Uh, I'll take uh, DeLon's zero step once again. And uh, yeah, I guess just like his ability to like get a steal and start a fast break. That's kind of mm-hmm. um, what you like from him. Fred Van Vliet, yep. what is the quality you want?
0: His pixie dust. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He Yeah, people have he, thrown the Lowry-Fred like was comparison
0: out right? when he came back.
1: Yeah, it's wild. He has, a, he has a really weird effect. People have thrown the Lowry-Fred comparison out a lot the last couple of years, and like, I don't know if Fred's ever going to be as good as Lowry is or was at his very peak, but he, they have a lot of similar qualities. It's kind of hard to ignore at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah. And hopefully they'll be together here in Toronto for a few more years yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, I want Fred's fade.
0: Oh yeah. Oh my God.
1: Yeah. So that that's offense he and defense. Must, he
0: has to have the most expensive, um, you know, haircut bill.
1: Yeah. Now, now that uh, Carlos Boozer isn't using straight crude oil to put on his head, probably yeah. <laughs>
0: But, I, yeah, I mean, what is he? I think it's like twice, three times a week almost. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't even understand. I, I don't even want to see my barber that
1: often. I hope he's going to I First mean, Choice to I'm save ar- some bucks. I it's guess he Definitely
0: isn't, not First Choice, but.
1: I guess he doesn't have to now because he's. Open Jim told us so. Yeah, he's extremely paid <laughs> now, so he can get all the haircuts he wants. He can yep. go every day if he really wanted to. Yep. Um, Lorenzo Brown. What do you want about Lorenzo Brown?
0: quickness he would be the fast I mean I guess DeLon would be up there too but yeah I guess I would take uh, the attributes that are left I would take his quickness
1: mm-hmm. uh, for me I would take if you could find a way to, to just like transport his James Hardenness from the G League into his NBA playing, playing time I, that, that would be nice I don't think that's really possible so if that isn't possible I'll just I, give me his headband because I think I want my dream point guard to have a headband. Hmm. Fair. <laughs> and just Fair. don't... Uh, I, if we can go like double negative on this maybe, just will not have his absolute fear of shooting the ball. <laughs> just like constant green light. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why not? Uh, and K. Felder, what quality do you want from K. Felder?
0: Um... Yeah, I I think with all these small guys, they have a certain ruggedness, uh, toughness about them. You know, just to be able to make it this far and be able to play in the league. Um, So that's what I'll take. I'll take K. Felder's toughness.
1: I will uh, take his ability to somehow get a role in every single comedy movie. Oh wait, that's Kevin Hart. Uh, Let's go on to the next question. We can wrap this (laughs) up. You
0: had that one lined up as soon as the question came (laughs) in, didn't you? I mean, <laughs> I could sense the pride as you said it. <laughs>
1: uh, he, he's extremely Kevin Hart, okay? Um, yep, he is. All right, last question here from Standard Paint at Standard Paint WP. Can you please explain why the Raptors need six point guards under contract? Is this to create potential depth for another prominent personnel move involving a current Raptors point guard? Uh, I guess the sixth person we're talking about here is Jordan Lloyd. He's a point guard, right? Yes. Okay. So I think the Raptors, they don't really have six point guards under contract. Like, they don't need to – I guess Kay Felder is an Exhibit 10, so he's probably going to be on the 905 this year because I, I don't really okay. think they're going to take him the of the – having five point guards seems weird on the 15-man roster. But, um, like, he's going to be G League depth, and I'm guessing that's also what Jordan Lloyd's going to be. He's 2 way right? So, like, think about last year how much Lorenzo Brown played. It was yeah. only kind of in like really dire situations, and factoring that Lorenzo Brown is now on the team for next season, I just I don't really see Jordan Lloyd getting all that much in the way of call ups or playing time unless there's like a disastrous cavalcade of point guard injuries. But I don't know. Do you have a different thought on this?
0: No, I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I expect Kay Felder to be playing for the Raptors 905. Um, maybe he'll crack some jokes at what is now the. Paramount Fine Foods Center. <laughs> um,
1: Doesn't rule off the tongue quite as well as Hershey Center.
0: No, yeah. definitely not.
1: I'm mad at uh, the brands. Very mad at the brands.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, he, he'll be with a 905, um, I assume. And then I assume that Jordan Lloyd will spend most of his time there as well. And then, you know, I guess Jamal Mamalia, he can judge for himself what they bring to the table, if they're worth keeping around, and if if they're worth a call-up, you know, if in case an injury happens, uh, you know, maybe they, those two will just be duking out for who will get that backup role, mm-hmm. uh, sort of that third-string role if an injury were to happen. Um, but that's about it. Yeah, I don't think anything beyond that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um... That's it for the questions that came in. Thank you so much for sending questions. Actually, no, that's a lie. I got one in the DMs. Let me pull that one up. This one comes from Jiggy. Uh does Can you Larry say it out loud?
0: What's that? Can you say it out loud? I mean it came in the DMs, so.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Jiggy from at Palmer Jamed. Uh, he says, uh, question. Does Larry have his best season playing alongside Kawhi Leonard? What do you
0: think? Um I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say no. Mm. I mean, I thought if we're, if we're just looking at the regular season, that regular season, uh, I mean, the things he did when DeRozan went down, yeah, uh, he was just off the charts. Like, he, he was playing, like, one of the best players in the league. So,
1: also, people forget the season before, like, when the year he got hurt. Um, like, not this past season, one before, 2016-17. Yeah. He was... Absolutely fucking incredible! Before oh yeah the All Star break when he got hurt with the yeah. the wrist injury he was Definitely. just outstanding like the numbers yeah. are just insane. So yeah, yeah so I, yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I would be surprised just because you know you look at the, the adjustments the team has to make, the mm. time it might take to gel with Kawhi. I would be surprised if this was his best season ever.
1: Yeah, I think I'm with you there. Um, I do think he's going to be very good. And so you you talked about earlier the sort of, you know, how much is he going to take on playing, you know, the sort of creating the way, you know, how much they had to on the offense last year. Is it going to be transferred to Kawhi or whatever? I do wonder if this season, because there are so many point guards on the roster and so many interchangeable pieces and just so many dudes who are going to be worthy of minutes, if maybe we get, like, More concentrated bursts of Kyle and shorter, even like a shorter minutes load. What he played like thirty-three minutes a game last year. Is that what he was at? Like maybe they trim that down to closer to like twenty-nine or thirty, and just have him go a little bit more all out when he has when he's on the court. Maybe have him create a little bit more. I think Nick Nurse kind of has said and hinted that to the idea that maybe they want Kyle to have the ball in his hands more, and that was the thing I called for last season a lot. Like. In crunch time, there were times where he'd just, like, stand around and not touch the ball for seven minutes in a row. Uh-huh. And I thought that was dumb. And I think yeah. maybe they'll work to have him be more of a catalyst late in games. And uh-huh. just when he's on the court, maybe not have him be off ball so much. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think we'll see maybe an uptick in his, like, per 36 numbers this year. As So he know, was at
0: 32 last season. Okay. I just
1: checked so if you trim that down to like thirty to twenty nine or thirty, which I don't think is unrealistic considering the number of players on this roster and how good this team should be, and how many in theory fourth quarters they'll be playing garbage time once again, um, I think you you could kind of ha- ask him to go a little bit harder and maybe his per thirty six numbers, while his like across the board numbers might not be all that much more impressive. Like maybe he's just like that much more efficient and lethal in the time that he's on the court. Um, but we'll see. I, I I don't think Kyle is, like, over the hill by any means. I feel like some people might think that because in the playoffs he kind of had some trouble beating dudes off the dribble. Um, but I, I think for the most part he was really good in the playoffs and he was really good last season in a more sort of quiet role. I'm not concerned about Kyle Lowry, though. I think him and Kawhi are going to fit really, really well. And maybe won't be his best season, like, as like a prolific scorer, the way it was a couple of years ago, where he was averaging like twenty two a game, but uh-huh. uh, he this I, I wouldn't be shocked. Let's say, let's put it this way: this was his most efficient season. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he was best yeah. PR, For best sure. you know true shooting percentage, all that stuff. And like his true shooting is always so goddamn insane. But um, just c- considering that Kawhi is that much better of a player than Demar, and you would assume the other guys on the court are going to get better, and maybe they concentrate his minutes a little bit more, I think. Uh, He's gonna be really good, Kyle Lowry. He's pretty awesome, as it turns out. Um, I think
0: yeah, that's it's kind good. of crazy that he yeah. played. So the season before, he played thirty-seven minutes a game and averaged seven assists a game. Mm-hmm. And last season, was five minutes down, and he still averaged six point nine. Yeah, he's uh, had four rebounds.
1: Yeah, he remember he had like a crazy run of rebounding last year, where it was like yeah. In double digits for like an entire ball, month. I'm not
0: going to get the ball. I'm going to rebound the ball.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> so he he copied the strategy of the lockdown Raptors team at the Raptors Republic tournament. <laughs> <laughs> I think that brings it full circle enough. We should wrap it there. Vivek, uh, anything that you would like to plug right now for the people out there?
0: Um, I'm I'm going to do something for Raptors Republic soon. Mm-hmm. Um, just sort of going over, you know, just because nurses talked so much about experimentation and being willing to try new things and just what are the possible new things he could consider mm-hmm. so it's just me sort of having a bit of a brain exercise cool
1: that sounds uh, like something i will read uh people out there i'm gonna be uh i don't know doing a podcast later this week i'm not sure about what so stay tuned for that i guess you can listen to last week's podcast with myself and john chick where we uh, picked the 12 classic Raptors games over the course of two podcasts uh, that would be included on an NBA TV theme day if that were to happen in the States, which I don't think it will. But uh, it's a good thought exercise either way. There's some good stuff in there. There's some dark and sad stuff. You know, the good, the good general mix when you talk about the Raptors. So check those podcasts out. I'm also going to be on Round Ball Rock with Joey Devine and Sean Keen. Uh, it's already recorded. I think it's coming out on Wednesday at some point. So make sure you check that out. It's a funny-ass podcast. We were on there for like an hour and 45 minutes just talking the shit. So find that and uh, subscribe to their podcast. I think they have a Patreon as well if you want to subscribe to the Roundball Rock Patreon. Joey and Sean are good dudes and they do a very, very good podcast, so you should check it out. And hopefully uh, don't just listen to the one I'm on. Listen to a whole bunch of their shows because they rule. Um, That's going to do it for today. Please subscribe, rate, review to Lockdown Raptors on iTunes. It's the best way to support the show, as always. Very helpful, very nice for algorithms and egos and all those nice things that need to be stroked. And uh, we'll be back again probably on Thursday or something like that with another episode of Lockdown Raptors. We'll talk to you then.